How dry is your January? Dry January is already in full motion. As the trend continues to grow, let us talk about some tips and helpful insights to remain abstinent from alcohol this month. What is your purpose for deciding to maintain abstinence from alcohol? What have your plans been for engaging in events and situations in which you would normally consume alcohol? How are others responding to your decision to remain dry during this month? What are you doing to cope with some of the challenges? What happens if you do drink? What did you learn from engaging in dry January? These questions will be talked about to help support those with their mission to remain dry. Dry January is here, and we talked about this last year in episode 39, What is Dry January, and really introduced you know, what it is, where it came from, and really the purpose behind it. And this year has been interesting because, you know, from fall there was sober October. And in last year's episode, I talked about how we can expect to see, you know, more of these types of things going on and happening. And really the the growth of just maintaining, you know, abstinence from alcohol, not just being in January. And sure enough, we're seeing more popularity in the rise of maintaining abstinence from alcohol for several reasons and those not just being because you have a problem with alcohol or drugs or an addiction but lots of reasons why people choose to decide to not consume alcohol for this month and other months now like sober october but we can even look at in general making that decision to do it so for this episode I don't want to dive into really like what it is again and going over all that type of stuff, but focusing on asking a couple of questions, some key questions that if someone is doing it right now, if someone is contemplating doing it, what are some of those those questions that can be asked and answered to help support that decision to attempt it at this month? So there's going to be some pretty straightforward questions that I'm going to ask and then answer to help continue to support where some people might be right now with deciding to engage in dry January. So I've got six total questions. All right. So let's just start from the beginning right away. Question number one is what is your purpose for deciding to maintain absence from alcohol? So You've decided to remain absent from alcohol for the month of January, and why? What What is your purpose? What was based on your decision to engage in dry January? Was it about not drinking during this time frame? And are you hoping to, by doing so, what are you hoping to accomplish or achieve? And the reasons vary, but some of the popular ones include to save money, to get into better shape or lose weight, to be more health conscious. This is a good time to cut back maybe after an overindulgence in alcohol consumption during like maybe summer or fall. Uh, Maybe it's just taking a break from drinking for a little bit. Someone maybe invited you to partake in their decision to participate in dry January. Could be a challenge for someone to see if they could go a whole month of not drinking, but whatever the reason is, you know, make sure 
to remind yourself of it. You know, put on a note card or, or a post-it note somewhere that you can see it as a reminder. But let it let it be your anchor to be able to go, to go back to. You know, there are probably going to be some temptations and some challenges in which you might sort of drift away from the goal of staying abstinent. You might think one drink is okay. You might even question why you decided to do it in the first place. You might think more about the benefits of having some alcohol as opposed to the benefits of maintaining sobriety. So I think it's helpful to keep your your anchor weighed down. So find a, a way to remind yourself or keep at the forefront as to the reason why you decided to participate in dry January. Question number two, what have your plans been for engaging in events and situations in which you would normally consume alcohol? This is a big one. You know, how much planning have you put into maintaining sobriety during this month? Did you spend a good amount of time thinking about it or did you make the decision and sort of quickly go into action? And this is such a common experience to happen where we contemplate something and we make our decision to go forward with it and now we want to take action and get to it right away but we often forget about the importance of you know preparation are you using any alternatives for example and there's a lot of them out there lots of non-alcoholic beverage options that continue to grow there just saw another article about another major um, alcohol beverage company creating a non-alcoholic option and you know have you tried some of them how do you feel about having one of those in your hand when you're around other people do you look at it as this is cheating or this isn't the same uh, are you going with just having a glass of ice water or some other alternative in your hand so the alternative of having a alcoholic beverage in my hand, is there something else that you are doing or having as a replacement? Are you thinking about some of the events or situations you might be experiencing? You know, what does the month of January look like for you? Does it have any important events, any celebrations, any planned get-togethers? If so, what are your plans for them? You know, once again, do you have alternatives? What are you going to Tell people who might offer you a drink. Have you told anyone about your decision to engage in dry January? Are you considering not going to some events because of the concern you might decide to drink and you want to keep up and, and maintain your goal? These are really important questions to consider when planning for dry January. And maybe you're already into it and you haven't put a lot of planning into it this whole month, but you still have time to do that, to make plans to make this month more likely to be successful. If you just go into this the same old way of how you normally would, as in like, this is just another month and whatever happens, happens, it's going to be more of a challenge. If you think it's just doing the same thing except not drinking, you might find yourself surprised at how challenging it could be in some of the situations 
you might face. You might find yourself rationalizing why it's okay to have just one on this day because it's a special occasion, especially if you haven't planned for that special occasion. You know, for example, if you think you are going to go out and with a bunch of friends for a night out and the only thing different is I'm not going to drink, you might be caught off guard when you are offered a drink. Uh, Maybe you're offered many drinks throughout the night. Maybe you're missing out on, you know, a celebratory drink, Um, feeling as if you are being looked at different or that your people might look at you as you're not having as much fun. These are all things that can really hit you in those moments. And if you're not prepared, it's going to make it more challenging to deal with. So if you want to increase the likelihood of having a successful dry January, you need to put some planning into place before you attempt to take that action. And even if you've already started taking some action, you can still take a step back and make sure to plan like the rest of the way through for how to make it towards the end or to to reach the goal that you have established for yourself. Question three, how are others responding to your decision to remain dry during this month? This is a, a good question. You know, do other people know you're engaging in dry January? Did you invite others to partake? Did someone invite you to be a part of it? Are you keeping it a secret? You know, do you feel embarrassed about it? Do you feel awkward? Uh, is it weird about telling people you're deciding to participate in dry January? And this is a really interesting one to explore because of how we are dealing with it as an individual, the people around us and their reactions. But whenever the conversation about dry January occurs, with an individual, it always leads to the discussion of other people in their lives, you know, family members, friends, significant others, and even like coworkers. There's so much to process with this because it could be something that's supported. It could be something that is made fun of or discouraged, something that could be challenging because of being in a situation in which these individuals might continue to drink and indulge in alcohol use. And you're trying to maintain abstinence from it. What I normally do with someone is just start out with asking, are you telling anyone about it? And let's focus on that first. Like, does anyone know? Second, is there someone you can tell for support? Someone that you can talk to about it, who else might not be drinking or maybe just doesn't drink at all, period. Or just someone that you believe would be supportive of this decision. And then the third part is, are there any individuals whom you think might not respond in a supportive way? Someone that might encourage drinking, they might ridicule, they might make jokes, or they're just not fully respectful of your decision to not drink. I'm not, for one, telling people that they need to you know, shout this out from the rooftop plastered all social media, send a a mass text to people around them about deciding to maintain sober and be in dry January. But the, the big concern is being secretive of it comes with costs and it will come with additional challenges. 
And for something that we look at as a goal, something that you are hoping is something better for you or something that could be helpful, we don't want that type of behavior to be, you know, grounded or full of secrecy. So exploring these questions in relation to other people in your life, and in particular to the decision about not drinking, is important because it will play a large role in how you deal with certain situations and how you manage them when it comes to being around others. Which also leads to question four. What are you doing to cope with some of the challenges? You know, so what are your coping skills? What are you doing when faced with high-risk situations and temptations? What do you say to people who are offering you a drink when you are trying not to? What are you doing if you find yourself being tempted to drink in a certain situation? What are you doing if you are deciding not to go out or do something due to wanting to maintain abstinence, but now you're dealing with the challenges of being bored or feeling like you're missing out? Despite all the planning you do, planning's part of it, but there's going to be challenges and situations in which you have to cope with them. If you start to feel bored without drinking, how are you going to cope with that? If you have someone really pressuring you to have a drink, how are you going to cope with that? If you are out to a nice dinner with friends or family members and everyone else is ordering a drink, how are you going to cope with that? And here's one of my go-to coping skills for someone looking to, you know, stop their drinking, reduce their drinking, um, give it up entirely, maybe even just participate in dry January, is when it comes to declining a drink or the confidence in not drinking, you got to take a page from other food or beverage items. You know, if you if you were to sit down at a restaurant with some people and you look at the menu and there's something on it you just don't like at all, you can't stand it, and someone were to ask you if you want it, the confidence in saying no is is clear. It's precise. It's it's confident. Everyone pretty much understands you're not a fan of it and you're not going to eat it. You're not going to eat it to try to impress someone or you're not going to do it cuz you don't you feel left out like indulging in something that you don't like. You have that confidence to say no to it. So if you can really expel that confidence that you don't want it and aren't going to consume it as if it was just like another food or beverage item, other people will like get that hint. They will see that it's just something for whatever reason you have, you don't want to indulge in. Now that's not the only coping skill you may need, but it's just an example of what you need in your toolbox when working towards this goal. So what skills do you have ready to go when faced with some of these challenges related to dry drink, uh, dry January. Question number five. I don't see this one talked about nearly enough with something like dry January is what happens if I drink? So you decide to participate in dry January and you, you drank some alcohol. What do you do? Do you throw it all away and say it's over? Do you feel ashamed and embarrassed about it? Do you tell people you messed up? Do you 
keep it a secret and lie to others about saying you went the whole time being sober. Now, you you get a small sliver of a glimpse into the experience known as a slip or a relapse. And I don't want to get into a whole discussion about a slip or a relapse, but it's important to talk about what happens if you set this goal of not drinking in January and you drank? What do I do? My my thing to, to go to is keep with it. Keep going with your plan. Reevaluate what happened. Look at what can you learn from this relapse or this slip? Why was it hard for you to maintain the goal of sobriety? Was this something you could have predicted? Was this something you could have done more planning for and can still do more planning for? Is this an area where I was really lacking those coping skills? You know, most important is to keep going and learn from experience instead of starting over from scratch. You know, I just don't want to see people giving up because of it. If you go the entire month and only drink once, that's awesome. If you go the entire month and drink a handful of times, that's still great. Don't view it as like an all or nothing. Like you had a drink one week in, so now it's back to normal. So let's just throw it all away because I didn't achieve it. No, it's it's okay. It's okay. Keep going. Keep working on the goal and learn from it. Don't look at it as that one time erases the days you had before and the potential future days you could still work towards. I don't think it's really talked about enough. And I think there could be a lot more of like those supportive conversations around what happens if you do have like a drink during this time and see what we can do to you know, support one another, even like address some of these things and just be more open that it, it probably happens more often than we think. You know, do we honestly believe that everyone who decides to participate in dry January, that everyone has a 100% success rate with it? And the answer is probably no. So let's work on how to be more supportive of that type of situation and what we can do when someone might drink during this attempt to maintain sobriety for the whole entire month. Question six is, what did you learn from engaging in dry January? Last question now. So you're going to make it. It's going to hit February. And take a look at like what did you learn from participating in dry January? Like did you notice some benefits? Were there some challenges or difficulties? Did you experience anything you didn't expect? You know, spend some time just evaluating the entire experience. Did it teach you? anything about your yourself or your relationship with alcohol. You know, this doesn't have to be something that's like life-changing or life-altering, but it can be something to like have a takeaway from because there was a decision to do this in hopes of achieving something. So there was some meaning behind it, some goal, some hope, some benefit. And 
by going through it, what did I get out of it? You know, you can learn from it and see what that means for the future of drinking in your life. You know, maybe you want to keep going. I've had people who tell me they start with dry January and they've they've kept it continuing. Um, maybe you're going to go back to how much you were drinking before. Maybe you're just going to cut back a little bit, whether on the amount consumed, like how often, or even like how much you spend financially. Maybe you're going to try it again for another month, like sober October. But I would hope that at the end, you kind of spend some time reflecting on it. If if this is a goal you set for yourself, and by the end, it would be insightful to see what you learn. Because I guarantee it's going to teach you something. Um, and more than you may realize when you first decided to do this. So at the end, take some time reflecting on, now that I've done this, what what have I learned? What am I going to take with me? What am I going to do going forward with it? Because I think there's a lot there that you can you can learn from. And that's what I always tell people. You know, sometimes if I'm working with someone, um, let's say who comes to me and there's a concern about their alcohol use, maybe they're expressing it, maybe a significant other is, maybe a family member is, um, and they might, it's common for someone to be like, well, I'll stop drinking for 30 days to, to prove that I don't have a problem. And part of it is my conversation with them at, at some point will be, we're going to learn something no matter what the outcome is. If you said you weren't going to drink for 30 days and you went that 30 days, we're going to learn something. And there's some things we can discuss and talk about. If you weren't able to maintain the 30 days and you drank, drank a few times, um, if it just went right out the window, we're going to learn from that. You know, what can we take away from it? But either way, I always tell them we're going to have some things to talk about after doing it. So this is an experience to find out some things and really kind of diving into that, my relationship with alcohol. Do I maybe rely on it more than I thought? Do I miss it when I'm not drinking it more than I thought? Do I realize how much it's a part of my social, cultural, celebratory type situations? There will be things you can take away from participating in Dry January. That is for certain. So six questions, that's all of them. That's six questions, you know, to really explore and talk about dry January. And there's a a lot more to each of those questions, but hopefully this exploratory talk about them can provide some additional support and encouragement for those who are getting through a dry January. Maybe it will be enough to help someone prepare for another year of, of dry January. Who knows? So here is to the, the remainder of your January, and I hope it continues to remain dry if that's what you have set for yourself and are working towards. But either way, keep on going, and I hope you learned something not just from this episode, but also from this experience of maintaining abstinence from alcohol. <laughs>